This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. It is 7 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, checking the weather. Here's the deal, much warmer, partly sunny and turning more humid with a high of 88. So humid at 88 today, but sunny. Uh, tonight, hot and humid. Uh, oh, it doesn't do tonight. It just does Tuesday. Excuse me. Sorry about that. There is no tonight, so tonight has disappeared. Tuesday, hot and humid with a high of 98, so 88 today, 98 tomorrow, then 98 again on Wednesday, back down to uh, 92 on Thursday, and then 84 on Friday. It's very Actually, the weekend looks really, really nice coming up, if, if it stays that way, of course, but I don't know. It's mostly cloudy and 62 right now, but uh, 88 much warmer and more humid. So that's that deal. Um, so what's going on in life other than end uh, justice for none? What else you got? Um, I have a foster cat right now, and I got to figure out a way to convince Justin that it will benefit our lives to keep this cat. There you go. So I was thinking of naming him Justin Jr. So she feels an emotional connection to him. Mm-hmm. It's a good plan. So. Does he whine like your husband does? Of course he does. Yeah. He goes, no. He's in the it. he's in the basement right now because he hasn't met the dogs. And, oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's super cute. Isn't well, he? I'm the idea. mayor of Pity City. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Did you have any idea how how the cat will get along with the dogs? Um, I think okay. The dogs are really used to to cats. Oh, okay. They've been around uh, cats a bunch. They used to we used to have a cat. And there so, you go. I think it'll be fine. And then I grabbed him a bunch, the cat, to like see if he'll react at all because kid uh, to go go grabbing him and he doesn't do anything. And then go go met him and grabbed him. Nothing. He's just kind of chill. So I feel like I just got to sell this. How do mm-hmm. I sell this as a benefit to us? Can the cat make any money? Ooh. He, he's naked, like, all the time. Okay. No, he means like a politician, though. The oh, big money. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The big money. He'll run money. for something. Yeah. I don't need, a, like, a Meow Mix commercial. I need big, big money. That's the big go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly right. That's a way to, yeah, I'm on it. God, I just love this. I, you know, because I don't have a dog in this fight. I just watch this big battle. Who's a bigger criminal or thief or whatever? Yeah. Either Trump or Biden. And it's just, ladies and gentlemen, look back through our history. Yeah. Most of our leaders have been crooked as a son of a bitch. So if, you, if anyone tries to say, oh, I'm not crooked, give me a break. Where'd all the money come from then? Just know that, like, whoever gets elected you're going to be fine day to day. Like you were saying that there's people are freaking out either one. Oh, yeah. And oh, it's like, that. Yeah. it's like, you know what? You're going to be wake up in the morning. You're going to eat your cereal and it's going to be just fine. Well, that's not necessarily true when you get guys like Walls who come in who has no idea what the hell he's doing except for raising taxes to 14 percent. Yeah, that's going to affect all of us in a major way, even if you're not in that bracket. In that case, you're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to share your cereal with each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because you can't afford your own cereal anymore. Yeah. Now, these guys and women think they can get, they can get away with anything now. And they're, you know, I just watch a little bit of news. Every, I don't watch a lot of news anymore. I watch a little bit. And first of all, I can't stand most of the news people that, uh, that are on television in any case. I yeah. just, they're just not my kind of, hey, let me tell you a story that I just, it's like, is that how you talk at home? Yeah. Hey, Catherine, how's it going today? Lovely blouse. It's just, it's <laughs> I mean, so on. ridiculous. So I don't know what the hell to tell you, but it's, uh, I was just looking at the headlines. They're really, there's nothing really going on other than, of course, uh, they got a lot of problems over in Hawaii, got a lot of problems in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently the politicians are getting the piss beat out of them by the climate activists because they're claiming that it's global warming that caused this, uh-huh. which, uh, you know, that's your opinion. I guess we've, we've had, what was it a hurricane that turned into a tornado or a, what, what happened? A hurricane <clears throat> Yeah, it was an earthquake. Yeah, there, <laughs> yeah, there was an earthquake too. <laughs> earthquake that's right. that started before the hurricane yep. hit on <clears throat> top right. of that. Yeah. Now, that's going to be hard to blame climate change on an earthquake. Yeah. That's going to be a bitch. There's no doubt. Look, I'm not saying we shouldn't. Cl- uh, Catherine and I drive electric cars. We move to a much smaller house. Catherine and I don't pollute anywhere near as much as most people, so I understand that. Yeah. I'd like a cleaner planet for my children and grandchildren as well. Totally. That's not my argument. It's just stop using it to make money because that's what you're doing again. Yeah. Also, like, as much as I want to also be responsible, it's really funny when they'll say, hey, 
don't use plastic straws. And it's like, do you guys think I'm out here making the plastic straws? Like, why do they always blame the consumer? Like, we have well, do, yeah. the right. least amount of control in yeah. a supply chain line. Yep. Like, at the end of the day, if these paper or these plastic straws exist, they exist, and then that's going to be a problem. So it's like, if I'm using them or not, like, there, it's there's a store that I go to that has... Um, like three bins. It's trash, and then it's like, oh yeah, um, it's, it's trash recycling, and then um, compost. Compost, and on the trash it says like something to kind of shame you. That's like, will you know forever in a landfill? Ugh. And I'm like, you're giving me these samples in a container yeah. that matches the picture that goes forever in a right. landfill. Right. Like, who's the problem? Do you want me to like go? No, no, no. Don't use. Just hand it to me. Or like. Yeah. What? Baby bird it into my mouth, please. <laughs> Which, like, fine. That's, yeah. That sounds great. What was, the, what was the movie that uh, the guy said, put all your money in plastics? Was that The Graduate? I think. Mm. I can't remember. I think it was The Graduate. Well, here's what you want to do. Put all your money in plastics. And that was, what, the late 60s, early 70s, something like that? would have been an ingenious. Yeah, The Graduate. It was The Graduate. Okay. So, yeah, put all your money in plastics. And now, of course, they need to. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with all this plastic. Can you destroy it without polluting the piss out of everything? I have no idea. I st- sometimes look at things and go, wow. Like, there are times, like, we, people buy these little trinkets and these little things from Amazon, or you'll see all this stuff, these little tiny mm-hmm. things, and you go, this seems so, like, we're going to look back at this time and go, this was the Wild West, like, mm-hmm. of just using, you know, making just the stupidest things and just trashing stuff. You guys ever roll with Dave Dahl at all? Uh, yeah, I, um, a little bit. He he used to come by KQ once in a while. Did he? Yeah. Well, the, like when we did promotions and stuff. He is the sweetest man ever. And when, every time he'd be out, you know, the, remember the song, We Count on Dave. And he's just like super smiley, guy smiley, always yeah. with the finger guns, pew, pew, the, shaking hands and all that. He was always just super nice. And then the second anybody would go, well, you know what's happening. There's a little bit of climate change going on. <laughs> oh, God. Dave would like, it was Dr. <clears throat> Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. He'd yep. be like. Climate change is not goddamn real. And you're like, whoa, okay, bud. And then he would give you all of these facts to back him up. And then he'd be like, okay, well, anyways, uh, I'm going to go with the shrimp scampi. So if you guys want, and then he'd go right back to being Dave Dahl again. But he was super passionate about how crazy climate change is. Everyone has their thing, right, that, like, turns him into a monster. Sure. Not Dave Dahl. It's not a monster. It's leaning that way. No, Dave is a great guy, though. You're right about that. The best. Very nice guy. Squared. Um, and I still, to this day, I, I just don't understand why we love to point fingers at ourselves when there are seven times more people in the Eastern Hemisphere that pollute the piss out of this planet. Oh, yeah. We're not even close. I bet you we're not even close to 1% of the damage done. Yeah, and Carlin's got that old great bit about how you don't think the Earth knows what it's doing. Right. No, it's true. The Earth knows exactly what it's doing, okay? Listen, we're like that, uh, what's the line that he uses? We're like a flea on a dog. It's just going to shake us off one day, and then we're not going to be here. I mean, we're like the, what, the sixth incarnation of, you know, like living things on this planet. The Earth knows what it's doing. It's going to be fine. I would have to agree with that 100%, and we've been talking about that for a long time. But I just, once again, climate change is a great way to make money. Look at Greta Thunberg. She made a ton of dough, didn't she? Her parents did, I guess. I just, yeah, as soon as it starts saying, hey, we guys, we got to start this fund for this and that and this. You know there's people behind it, and there's jobs (laughs) behind it, and there's... Yeah. As soon as they say fund... I know, we're done. That's what you're talking... No, you're absolutely... Look... I try to live the, you know, I'm drinking out of a plastic bottle this morning, though. I love glass bottles, but you can't find them with soda anymore. Yeah. It's either a can or a plastic bottle. I used to love, look, I'd like finding the three-cent bottles you could bring back. You bring, get 18 cents from the grocer, baby. Well, what's really nice is this cup that I got from a copy place doesn't have a straw. Oh, wait, the whole thing is made of plastic. Plastic, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, there is plastic that's not made of plastic. Now, there is plastic that will degrade. Well, that's good. I don't think that's what that is. No, I mean, that's Crispin Green uses anything that looks like plastic is not really plastic. It's made of something else, and it will, it just degrades into the earth like it should. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, the the same people over and over and over doing this, that, you know, causing nothing. We don't want to ever work together. 
That's what we know. But there's no money to be made in working together. That's true. It's unfortunate, but it's sad, but true. I don't know. Uh, people will do what people will do, and I just that's why I sit at my house and wave to them out the window. Hey, good to see you. Mm-hmm. No, don't come to my door. Get out. It's too bad they don't go with more glass bottles because they should. a beverage out of a glass bottle tastes oh. so much oh. better. Oh, I agree. You give me that. What do they call it? The Mexican Coke, the Coca Cola oh, that comes God. from Mexico. Oh. That is, oh, that glass bottle. It's yep. delicious. Yeah. Plus, Mexican Coca-Cola is, and I love Coca-Cola, but Mexican Coke is better. I don't know what the hell else they do to it. It's the sugar or whatever it is. Man, that stuff is good. Mm-hmm. I go to the barrio on 50th in France, and every time I walk in the door, they walk over and give me a Mexican Coca-Cola. Nice. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> it is phenomenal. That's like what I dream of is knowing a place so well that they like hand me my order right away or my drink. It's fantastic. Like that's that's when you know that you're in a good situation. They don't do that at Arby's for you? <laughs> <laughs> What's his name again? Robert what what is it? RB is Robert who? I don't know a lot about Arby's. I went one time. That was the last oh, time I went. went. One no, time. I went one time in the last six months and it just oh. happened to be when I was like a day before I was hanging out with Rudy, and it be, has become my identity with him, and it drives me insane. Yeah. RB stands for really, Brittany. There you go. <laughs> really? Here. Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name. It's Robert something. I think, or maybe it's Richard. What the hell? Who cares? I'm I, and I don't do it on purpose. I don't, you know, knowingly pass by. I have not eaten at a fast food place in years, and I don't know why. I used to love doing it, but I just don't do it anymore. Raffle Brothers. Raffle Brothers. The uh, based on RB, the initials of Rather, Raffle Brothers. I thought it was one guy. It's it's a guy and his brothers. Well, that could be his name. His last name could be Brothers. Oh, you mean Raphael? No, it's R A F F E L. R A F F E L. So it's not Raffle like L E then. No. No. What no. the hell kind of? Yeah, uh, get an American name, you pain in the ass. Yeah, it says here that, let's see, what year did he die? So this was 20. Oh, so that is a guy. Yeah, this, oh, this is actually just recent. Uh, back in March, he passed away. Leroy Raffel, Raffel, I guess, passed away at the age of 96. So good Ooh. run on the RB. Yeah. Now everybody's going to rush out and buy a roast beef sandwich because he lived to be 98, baby. I know. <laughs> I'm not going to, even though I don't want to be identified as somebody who associates constantly with fast food, I will say... I like an Arby sandwich. No, I know. I do, too. I like all of this stuff, but I just never, and I don't know why. You know what I think it might be is I don't eat lunch anymore. Unless I'm going out to lunch for a business deal. I don't eat lunch anymore. I guess that's exactly why I haven't been there in a long time. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because it's not like you're going to usually grab that for dinner. No. No, Catherine's a good cook. I don't, I don't, no, we don't infringe on that area at all. Um, Does she make dinner every night? Not every night, but most nights, yeah. Oof. She does that thing, what's it called, Tovalo? I think it's Tovalo. I think it's delivered food. They, their food's really good. Travel? I, I, I think it's T-O-V-E-A-L-A, I think. Oh, okay. Or L-O. Or, so I don't know what the hell it is, but she would know. It, it's, yeah, the food's good. I have found, I learned this hack recently. I know you're not obsessed with cooking, but I thought this was really interesting. So you know how... When things heat up, it pushes out moisture. So, like defrosting yes. stuff, you have to worry about, um, yep. uh, you know, anything that warms up, it pushes out moisture. So, what you do is you cook a steak with barely anything on it. I, I literally put it just right on the grill. And then you put all your seasoning on the cutting board. And so, when you're cutting it up and you're moving it around, it oh, as it oh, yeah. cools off, it sucks up the seasoning. Mm-hmm. It works so well. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I just did it again last night when we made steak, and I was like, this works so... Because it feels like it does waste a lot of seasoning when you, like, pre-season it, and it goes to the grill. Mm. So this is... I'm telling you. I never knew you went with the Minnesota pronunciation of that word. Which one? Whenever we make steak. 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 I so rarely say it, because I'm normally, like, (laughs) hot dogs and burgers. Oh, there you go. Exactly. What's your favorite food? What's your, what's your guys' favorite food? What's your guys' favorite food? It's food. She said food. Food. <laughs> what's your guys' favorite food? She said that to Justin Timberlake, That's by the way. That's so the funny. Story. Uh, I should mention, by the way, that I ran into tons of listeners over the weekend at Tokyo down there at Southbridge. Ran into a young man and his family. He's a big listener. Really, really nice guy. A bunch of people over in St. Paul. Uh, ran into them yesterday. Here's what I loved about this one, though. There were uh, about seven people, like maybe ten people, somewhere in there. But all of the women, 
each one of the women came over and said they loved the show and they listened every day and they were going on and on. And the great part of it was she said, God, it's so great. They said, what's that? She said, well, I've always wanted to meet you and I, I would have never known except I recognize Catherine. Dang. And she didn't recognize me. She recognized Catherine, which <laughs> Catherine's like, well, I suppose. I, you know, she's been on that family podcast for 12 years. I guess you would. Yeah. But yeah, I met literally, I bet you I met 25 or 30 listeners over the weekend. All came over. Very, very nice. Yeah. You, um, me and Priscilla were laughing because you burned me really hard last week. Um because I was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, we were talking about how you were asking if I think people are getting worse. And I go, I don't know. And then you said, well, Brittany, you don't really leave the cul-de-sac. And me and Priscilla were laughing. We're like, that one was like a real read. That's like, true. It was a thousand percent <laughs> true. As we were like literally laughing about it in the cul-de-sac. And I'm like, just all I want to do is hang out in the cul-de-sac in the basement now with my garbage kitty. Well, we're with you because we gathered, I think, three times this week. The whole neighborhood gathered in the cul-de-sac and just sat there. They, they had their beers and their wine, and we were just schmoozing. We love doing that. Very, very nice people. Very friendly people. Yeah. You like to be around nice people, right? I love it, yeah. Springing forward means we're in daylight saving time. Daylight saving time? Why did that come up? I don't know. Jesus, that... Oh, this was not this, this. Oh my God, this was originally posted on March thirteenth, and it just popped. Why would that pop up on my screen? Weird. I don't know. Jeez, I'm like, that's not mm. what I had up there. No. Yeah, weird. Yeah, that is very, very odd. I don't. Why would that story even still be on the site? It, it's on what the hell's the name of that site again? The complete sheet. Oh. Why would that even still be there? I don't know. That's weird. 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 Whatever. Uh, don't blow it out their ass. Speaking of, though, I was uh, looking towards the you know end of the future on my calendar and was like, oh, we are, I don't know, seven weeks away from changing the clocks again. Mm, it's about right. It's, yeah. That's not yeah. okay. I know. It felt. It felt like what? No, that's that can't be possible. Oh no, it, it's it's coming up. Yeah, we're. Uh, yeah, you I know. think it was like eight weeks, seven, eight weeks. Yeah. I always try to like save it can you know how you, you can kind of save daylight savings on fall back mm -hmm. like i won't change my clocks on that sunday and i try to act like it's normal and then save it for monday oh to enjoy that one last day yeah oh, like, like enjoy the hour on a work day sure it doesn't always work <laughs> especially because now that i live with another human who doesn't want to do yeah. my weird things yeah. um but i would highly recommend Trying to save it for a Monday morning when you wake up and you go, oh, I have another hour. It's harder with phones. When I had like an alarm clock, it was easier mm -hmm. to try to save that hour. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, one of these days, maybe after I read this headline, one of these days maybe we're going to realize that we need to shut the hell up as far as law enforcement goes and stop telling people they can do whatever they want to do. we got to stop this no-bail system we're in now because people are being murdered on a daily basis because you pukes are going on and on about, oh, there shouldn't be any bail. Oh, we should, you know, oh, defund the police. Okay, well, eight more people wounded in a shooting on Franklin Avenue. A blitz of gunfire on a South Minneapolis street wounded eight people Sunday evening. Police say none of those hurt had life-threatening injuries. Well, that's good news. Just before 6 p.m., as families picnicked and children played in nearby PV Field Park. I used to go there all the time. Uh, police said dozens of rounds were fired on Franklin Avenue between Elliott and Chicago Avenues. Police chief, as a matter of fact, Johnny Hines used to live right there. Oh, really? Yep, that's where he lived. Great guy. He's on TV a lot now. It's nice to see him. That's cool. John's a good guy. Uh, police Chief Brian O'Hara said two male suspects ran on uh, north on Elliott Avenue after the shooting. O'Hara said police did not have any indication that the shooting was random um, and described the block as a hot spot. What's well, been a hot spot from day one. So once again, that's why we have a police force to make sure this doesn't happen. But you keep chirping at them and nobody wants to be a cop anymore. Yeah. Brilliant. Everybody's dying because of your genius decision. Six of the wounded were boys in their late teens, five younger than 18, and one was uh, older than 18, or was 18 years old, actually. Exactly. O'Hara said at a news conference on Sunday evening, two other people in their 40s, a man and a woman, were also wounded after the shooting. Well, you know, what do you think you're going to do? Go to the park and play and have a good time? God forbid, Forget right? Forget it. Can't be doing that. No, it, it's, it's getting really, really old. Um, I don't see any description of the gunman here. Why is that? There's no description of who the, what these guys looked like. Hmm. Wouldn't that be good to know what these guys looked like since they're just opening fire on random people? Yeah. 
I would like to know what they look like. Uh, with so many rounds in quick succession, you could look at the rear view and see all these people running toward you away from the gunfire. So, damn you, you went to the park to have a good time with your family? Well, we have to shoot you then. It's just all over the country. It's, it, we are in a society right now that has no common sense whatsoever. Yeah. And that's sad. I mean, it's terrible. Like, really is. I mean, it's, I would hate to be in a, or I'm scared to do, take my kid to a park. Yeah, I know. I understand that completely. But you better be scared to take your kid to a park because people think they can do what the hell ever they want to do now. Yeah, I mean, I took a go-go to a park this weekend, and there was this really cute boy who was one years old named uh, Leif, and he had mastered crawling so much. Like, he doesn't put his knees on the ground. He does his feet in their uh his feet in his hands oh really and he can do it so fast she's like the mom was like i don't think he's ever going to learn to walk because he can do this so fast <laughs> maybe and sure enough he's zooming by gogo and she does that like zombie walk because she's you know still right, learning and right. i was like why would he learn to walk leif almost knocked her over it was i'm telling you tragic no it was super He'll fun. Be a grown man on all fours <laughs> Right? I was like not even hating. I was like, would you learn to walk if you were going this fast on the ground? Have you ever noticed those acrobats when they do the all four thing, how fast they can move? It's insane. It's like, Jesus. What, what was that? Um, you know that movie we like, Split, with all those personalities? Yeah, yep, that was good. He does all the acting, and he at one point when he becomes like the creature guy, the how fast he goes crawling around and running around like that is has to be the hardest workout you've mm-hmm. ever done in your yeah, life. makes sense. Yeah. We have to take a break because Bob Sansevier is coming up in just a couple of minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, right back right after this on MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillows, regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98. Yes, I said were $69.98, now $19.98. Just $10 more for king size. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen size MyPillow. For only $19.98, enter promo code TOM. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive a bunch of deep discounts. Deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillow's history. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take uh, advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I'm driving my car safely and legally communicating on my phone. Minnesota law allows a driver to use their cell phone to make calls, text, listen to music or podcasts, and get directions by voice command or single-touch activation without holding your phone. Violations are very expensive. The National Safety Council reports that cell phone use while driving leads to 1.6 million crashes per year, and nearly 400,000 injuries are caused by texting and driving. Not surprising, since four seconds with your eyes off the road is like driving the length of a football field blindfolded. And research shows that just two seconds increases the risk of an accident up to 24 times. Texting may only take a second, but it can end your life or ruin it forever. Please, Drive safely and stay alive. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field, or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew root beer and cream soda, gluten and caffeine free, with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi generational businesses. 
Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. It is 727, not 27 minutes at 7 o'clock. Bob Sands of your sports brought to you by Brad Sean Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Brad Sean Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant bringing you Bob Sansevier, Sanny. How the heck are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. I just we, we did, I covered a story about uh, guys that opened fire at a bunch of people having fun at a park, and I'm getting really sick to death of it. I'm, yes, I was glad to see you were not on Franklin Avenue. Oh my God, Bob! I I don't. How much longer are we going to let people just do whatever the hell they want and shoot people? What are we doing? Tom, I I don't know if there's an end in sight because there is not. Who is in power? I know. I mean, and what judges are making decisions and letting people walk in the front door and walk out the back oh, with no, no yeah. consequences? If yeah. you get hijacked or carjacked in Minneapolis, there's no repercussions. <laughs> I've had friends who've been carjacked, and the cops told them, "We can't do anything." There's too many carjackings that they don't even bother going after them. You have noticed, though, Bob, in New York, now that the uh, homeless are moving into the very wealthy areas, all of a sudden, we've got to do something about this. Have you, you noticed it's that this weekend? Like what a joke. Well, I saw a bunch of people almost celebrating because they got rid of some on Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> so as long as you're not near my house, you go ahead and do whatever you want. But you can't be yeah. by my house when you do it. Now, Jeez, I know. So I have a solution to all of this. Ooh, I'd like to hear it. Well, my son and I, we drove to northern Nebraska through southwest South Dakota and oh, it's northwest Nebraska, 150 miles of desolation. Yep. Yep. I, mean, I don't me. know. I, we might have seen half a dozen homes in 150 miles. I don't know where <laughs> they get their fuel. I don't know how. I mean, you make a call to Instacart, they're on a 200-mile trek. But, I mean, there's nothing. Why not put some settlements there? It worked for the Native Americans back in the day. Indeed. It's all true. Now, I just, uh, I was just talking to Brittany about this before the show started this morning. It's like I'm, just, I'm getting really, really tired of no consequences for anything. And the other part that really pisses me off, these two guys walk over, open fire on everybody, no description of them whatsoever. Why isn't there a description of these perpetrators? Because that could be, this is basically, think back, this started years ago with the Star Tribune and the TV stations, and I'm sure the Pioneer Press, if you describe, it's racist. How so, is that racist? We don't racist? know what race they were, but that was what the belief oh. was. They, they took a lot of heat for saying what the race was of the people involved. Now, I have no idea what the race was of these people involved, I don't either. but they don't do it now. Why? I'd like to know what the guy looks like uh, that likes to shoot at people that are unarmed. I'd like to know what he looks like. Well, I don't even know if it's a guy, actually. Maybe it was two women. Okay, this, I think we could... I could be wrong, but I'm guessing... You don't hear a lot of women going out and no. shooting people. <laughs> it happened. Brittany, she's the only one. Yeah, I didn't want to can... burst your guys' bubble and go, yeah, it's a guy. She could snap in the cul-de-sac someday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have had many mental breakdowns in the cul-de-sac. That's exactly but right. But I uh, usually just revert to rolling around crying. So, Brittany, because you've never invited me to the house, are you at the end of the cul-de-sac, or where are you? Dead center. Like, you go straight. Bob, first That's off, you. I would love you to come. Secondly, happy birthday yesterday. I Danny. I thought about texting you 400 times and then forgot, uh, but I do love you. Happy birthday. Uh, your daughter's uh, pictures on Facebook were very cute. Giving you a they were. Birthday that was the out. very, that was the very beefy version of me. Yeah, beefy. actually, can I come to out there um, and bring Gogo to see some animals and uh, see the skinny version of you? Sure. 
Okay. Well, you can come to my cul-de-sac. Well, I just, no, anytime you you know you have an open invitation. I know. And actually, we've used it quite a bit, Tom. Oh, I've been God. to Bob's, I don't even know how many times, five times with people. Um, well, I tried to, I think I was only there once because I tried, when you're coming, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. No, that's not true. It's such a lie. You walk us around and everybody just gets such a big kick out of you. There's nothing weirder than a guy with a Jersey accent throwing on boots and talking about horses he doesn't want. I suppose that's true. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, well wait a minute. It. Tom understands the horses you don't want thing. I do understand that. There's no question about that. That's pretty cool. What I don't understand is we moved about, oh, 35, 40 years ago. How are those horses still alive? Jesus. Tom, we have one that I think just turned 32. 32? Do you have yeah. horses? You have horses at Bob's place that are yes. yours? Yes. I didn't know that. I don't know how many, but I, I, oh, well, I you, got, you have one there that, and it's been for, jeez, uh, a year and a half, two years now. Where was it before? I have no idea. That was between the missuses. The missus. Well, that's true. When your wife and my get wife get together, you and I lose not only yeah. some income but other things. Yeah, as you should. As we should. There's no question about it. But the, yeah, it's uh, you know she she loved it and all the rest of it. Again, she stopped riding horses because she was rear-ended because a woman uh, came up behind her on Highway Seven and rear-ended her doing 65 miles an hour because she was putting her makeup on while driving her car. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You, you know what? You can't just do one thing nowadays. No, no. Oh God. Multitask. There was a woman in front of us yesterday at a, a stoplight, and she sat there and sat there, and she she was looking at her phone. Had no idea the light had even changed. That's so common. Uh, oh, it's really common now. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, this is all about you. I forgot. It's all about you looking at your messages. I think we just have to like. I have to get to a point where all of us we just put our phone in the trunk. Like Good move. this is where we're at in life because <clears throat> yep. especially like these you know teens are so con- like they hear a noise they look at their phone like and I I have to stop myself too because I'll hear a ting and I'm like. No, it can wait. You know, there's no, right. there's literally no urgency in my life via text message. Like if something really important is happening, people are calling. There was some article that was written recently that red lights, that the amount of time a red light is showing is is down like 2.7 seconds. They want to try to speed up traffic a little bit, oh. but the amount of time that we sit at red lights has almost gone up by like 30% we're because out. it turns green and nobody's paying attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think also another thing we need is a less aggressive horn option. Because, like, I need a little horn that goes, hey, you got to go. And I have, you know, our normal horn that's like, move, bitch, get out the way. That's my horn. But I want my horn horn to also just do like a, hey, we all make mistakes. But um, if you could get going, please, I would appreciate it. Like, I I need like a tap on the shoulder horn. What we need is the giant loudspeaker on top of our car and play Mike Bryant's uh, commercial that he just did about people <laughs> sure. texting and driving. Right. Yeah, there's a whole Curb Your Enthusiasm <clears throat> episode about aggressive horns. Really? Yeah. Ted Danson like, gets in a fist fight with a guy because he was like, hey, bud, just a reminder, time to move forward. And his horn was too aggressive. Yeah. And the guy gets out and wants to throw down with him because he thought he was you know, yeah. angrily honking at him. See, like we need a Minnesota horn to be mm-hmm. like, hey, hey, friend. What do you mean a Minnesota horn? Well, hey, friend. Hey, buddy. So the horn would actually stab you in the back? Is that what you're talking about? Is that why it's a Minnesota horn? You're doing great. F you. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you Yeah, that's exactly it right there. You know what we need, actually, on cars, especially if you're going to Minneapolis? You know how, and Tom, you know this because you had it, too, I'm guessing, electric fencing. Mm-hmm. We need to electrify our door handles. Oh, I like it. Well. That works well, for Just me. way you go to grab it, you zap them and they land on their ass. Um, there was a guy on TikTok that was putting like, um, this is not, this is not condoning what he did or advising other people to do this, but he puts like these, um, devices that when you open the car, it like. It's a flash bomb. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't as big as a flash bomb. It like shot out, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a less aggressive flash bomb. But it, uh, you know, lights went off, something went poom, whatever, and scared the hell out of people. Didn't go poom. His, literally, his truck had been stolen two times oh, prior man. to that. Why would you be afraid to say, I won't, I'm not endorsing this? I endorse it. No, because. It's a great I, idea. I don't love that. Hear me out. I don't want people messing with homemade bombs, period. That'd be good. Like, well, I worry. You get the sanctioned ones. By the way, did you see the story of a woman? I think I saw it on a CBS site. She's in Minneapolis. <laughs> Four times her Kia has been stolen. 
dude, oh. get a new kind of car. Like, I'm not saying she's the, like, you know, I'm not victim blaming, but, like, why are Kias so easy to break into? They are. That's what I understand. They're very easy to break into. Don't need a Kia. And if you really want your head to explode, there are lawmakers in California that are trying to sue Kia no. for making vehicles that are too oh, yeah. easy to steal. Oh, yeah. Instead of us putting resources into yeah. catching the guys that are stealing them, or I don't know, maybe putting these guys in jail, we're going to go ahead and penalize the people that are Im- giant employers who put, do, you know, I'm just like so blown away. Like, hey, oh. Rudy, it's not just in California. Keith Ellison wants to look into doing that as well. Oh my God. To Kia. As somebody who locked their keys in their car many times in my 20s, I'm really glad that the car I had was easy to break into. Like, there's a place for that. Mm-hmm. How about if I lock Keith Ellison in a car? How about that? Are you going to have the <laughs> AC on? Can he get out? I, well, we also um, don't condone. Smothering people to death. Well, hey. he did it with that woman on the with the pillows and the mattress, didn't he? What? He didn't kill her, but he was dragging her around the room and all that stuff. You don't remember that? The ex girlfriend, allegedly. Ex girlfriend, yeah. Oh dang. Yeah, well, again, it's all allegedly because they never went after him. Yeah. Oh dang. Uh, yeah, I know somebody that's really good friends with him. That's like, how can you be good friends with me and him at the same time? That's a little odd. Yeah, that's. I don't think I would want to be associated. No, thank you. Not my kind of guy. I will tell you that, but. Any, in any case, Sandy is my kind of guy. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I should probably tell you a few things about your twins. You know, Bob, they're six games up now, and, and I, I didn't even realize this. First time in my life, and I do believe it's the first time since I was 15 years old, I have not watched one second of the Vikings in preseason. None of it. Tom, I've watched a few seconds. I mean, I was uh, driving... Uh, yesterday during the entire ge- or the other day be during the entire game, so I didn't see any of it, and I don't really care because it used to be a preseason <clears throat> game. You got the starters, you get to see you know what's yeah. going on. Yep, but it's nothing like that now. They don't care if they win or lose. They do not in the preseason. And they do lose. And they do lose. They lost two so far. They got only three the, three preseason game uh, games now. Yeah, right? they got one mm-hmm. month to get Friday against Arizona. Yeah, my family went to the game on Saturday night, and they came down from northern Minnesota to go to the game. Because, listen, I I appreciate the fact they want to come down and hang out, but if you're going to go to a Vikings game, don't cheap out on it. Just buy a ticket, spend the extra 50 bucks, 70 bucks, whatever it is, get a good seat. But here's a, I love when like my family from northern Minnesota comes down because they they came and had lunch with us, 2 o'clock. Game is at 7. I said, hey, what time's the game? 7 o'clock. Great. What time are you guys going there? Doors are at 5. Oh, God. Oh, no. I was like, oh, that doesn't answer my question. Doors are at 5. What time are you guys going into the game? Oh, we're going there at 5 o'clock. Oh. I was like, for why? Well, we, we can beat the traffic. I was like, There's, it's a preseason game. There's... There's no traffic. No traffic. So they, w- I, I texted. Yes. So my daughter went with, because there was a group, I don't know, must have been about 12, 15 of them that all went. I text my daughter. It was 10 minutes after 5. I said, are you in the stadium? She said, yes. I said, that's got to suck. She goes, this is brutal. It sucks so bad. Why would you do that to yourself? So you're going to be there from 5 till what time does the game done at? Well, I think everybody finally left in the middle of the third quarter because they just couldn't take it anymore. But what a waste of two hours in a city that you never come to. You could have walked around downtown. You could have gotten to the U.S. Bank Stadium at 6.57 and still been in your seat by 7 o'clock. Is that an anxiety thing, you think, that they just want to get there in their spots? Yeah, my uncle will drive down from northern Minnesota. He he will come down four hours to get to St. Paul to buy concert tickets at the box office because he refuses to pay the extra $17 to Ticketmaster. Oh. So he will... He'll spend forty dollars in gas sure. to save seventeen dollars. Oh yeah, he's oh, a principled man. He's a principled man. What is your time worth? I, I don't, don't get know. it. That blows my mind. <laughs> but the casualness people from small towns will drive four hours. It's insane. Sure. Like my family will be like, "Oh, we're just coming by for one night," from from Bemidji, yeah. so almost five hours away. Yeah. Like, one night. Turn around. Go one right One night. Back home. Turn around. Go right. Back. I will never. None for me. No. <laughs> None for me, thank you. No, hey, you know, if they enjoy it, they enjoy it. Good for them. I'm happy for them. Uh, they did give us six takeaways from the Vikings preseason loss to the Titans, Bob. Mm. I can't yeah. wait to hear what those are. <laughs> uh, six takeaways. Uh, a defensive lineman and a backup tight end were among the standouts Saturday night. But the offensive line and secondary. So we have a bad offensive line again this year. Our, our offensive line last year was terrible. 
you have no backups, it appears, on the offensive line, especially at Uli Uda is probably on his way out. That was my birth name, Uli Uda. I was born Uli Uda. <laughs> and then my mother said, let's go with Tom instead. It's not and Tom. then this kid came across it and yes. took it. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Say, isn't that Uli Uda over there? Hey, I thought it was. Uli Uda, you forgot your backpack. <laughs> you forgot your backpack. Yeah, I don't know, Bob. I just, but, but for the first time in my life, and I'm, since I was 15 anyway, I, did not, I have not seen one second of a Vikings preseason game this year. I used to watch them from start to finish. Well, I watch the regular season games, but I got to be honest, I have, I watch more to see how my fantasy football guys are doing. Than oh. I don't care anymore. I know. It's, well, it's hard to care about a team that's never won anything. Why get so invested? Because you know, at the, in the end, it's just going to be crushing. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right. I don't know. I'll watch the Vikings once the regular season starts in a couple of weeks. I will watch my Vikings, and I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, they'll be good. They were good last year, and then as soon as came time to really put on the uh, the show, they fell apart completely. So, well, you know what? The there's somebody who is evil in the uh, the NFL office because to do to the Vikings what they did, make them just like last year have to go to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. <clears> right. Two. Right. Oh, they're just going to get destroyed. They are going to get destroyed in Philadelphia. I don't think there's any question about that. I still love the fact that in Philadelphia, Santa parachuted into the stadium and people booed the piss out of him. They and booed Santa. Yeah, him with beer bottles and snowballs. Whoa. It's good, he, it's good thing he had that padding. Why? Because <laughs> it's Philadelphia. Because it's Philly. It's true. Philadelphia. Well, they're, they're brutal. They never got the bike they wanted. Ooh, maybe. I, I mean, when I went, I knew about this because I grew up in, you know, southern Jersey. But when the Vikings played in the championship game, uh, what, 2017, when yeah. they had to go to Philly? Yeah. Oh, my God. They were at full cans of beer were being thrown at people wearing Viking attire. Oh, yeah. They don't oh. care. Yeah. They don't buy the good stuff, but they'll launch them at you. Yeah. They, they, don't t- buy the good they stuff. talk about Raiders fans being, you know, all the hooligans, but Philly fans oh, no, are much equally. Just, I mean, they were ridiculing yeah. that old lady in the wheelchair. Don't you remember the Vikings like shipped her out to Philadelphia to go watch the game? She was a gal that was had gone to like every home game Aww. and then went. Yeah, they were throwing stuff at her. Now was she in the wheelchair before or after going to Philly? Well, it, it, that's a very good question, that's Bob. A very you, question. We might have to actually look that up. It's uh, but no, it, they're horrible. They're worse than any other team. Oh, yeah. Remember, they they have jails in the bottom of they their do. stadium. They yeah. have a jail. Yep. And I tell you, I love the city of Philadelphia. Just walking down the street, great restaurants. The people are very upfront, and which I like that. I I don't like that behind the back stuff. I like it right in your face. Like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Uh, I love the city of Philadelphia, but I've never been to a to a, a Philadelphia Eagles game, and I don't think I'd ever go. Certainly not wearing anybody else's attire. I will tell you that. No, none for me. I, I just no, thank you. You guys have a ball and. Throw more beer bottles at Santa, parachuting into the stadium. Nice job. Santa. There's a guy, Tom, and if you've watched games, you've seen him. He has this long white coat. He's a big Viking fan. He oh, always tries yeah. to one of these guys that wants to be a pseudo-celebrity. Yeah. I was on the plane with him going out. Pristine white on when he came back the night that night, loaded with ketchup and mustard. Everything at this guy. Doesn't surprise me at all. You got to be very, yeah. I don't know. It, it's too bad that they do that kind of thing, and, and particularly like, don't be throwing beer bottles at people. You could kill them, you dumbass. Well, in Philly, you know the way the cops basically they don't do anything about carjacking. They don't do anything about pelting these the other fans. No. They just sit there no, and laugh. They don't. You're absolutely right. But what the hell are you going to do? All you right, Sandy. Another brilliant report. I thought. Yeah, well, let me give you one thing here. i got to mention that Dallas Keuchel did take a perfect game into the seventh. He did, yep. Which is good. And here's the thing that which is stunning when you think about it. In the, the AL, there's only two teams that actually have a better percentage or playoff chances than the Twins. I know. The Orioles and Tampa. And then it's the Twins at 95.1%. Jesus. Well, last year they fell apart in September. They fell. Well, actually, was it what, late August when they fell apart, or was it September? Into September. Yeah. I think they had like a 50 game lead and they just fell apart and lost it all. They did have like a 16 game lead at one point. 
not. So it was, yeah. I think it was uh, it was pushing double digits by the end of the month. Or right. When it started. Right. Yep. All right. We'll, we'll see you kids come Friday. All right, Bob. Thank you, sir. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Saints of your sports sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant. Personal injury lawyers, Michael Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. Personal injury lawyers. We'll take a break. Be right back. Kristen Burt talking more Philly football. No, actually, she's from Massachusetts. She's got to talk. She's got to talk Patriots football when she talks. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know if she's a football fan or not. I think she is. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. We shall find out. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, just a couple of minutes from now. The MNFatLoss.com program has been helping me reach my goals all summer. I feel fantastic. The weight loss hasn't been hard at all. I do not feel hungry. I have a great deal of energy, and I'm getting close to my ultimate fat loss goal. Yeah, I got, I think, 19 pounds ago. I think that's what Dang. it is. The MN Fat Loss team really has discovered the secret to weight loss. I lost about a pound of fat every day. I did the first 60 days, the maintenance program. Now I went back to the weight loss program to get to my ultimate goal of 225. It's great to have these kinds of results in such a short amount of time. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, it's about a pound of fat every day, no exercise required. To schedule your free consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Results may vary. Be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. Dougie, how's life in Baldwin? I love it, though it's a bit hard to find a half-calf, decaf, heavy foam. I'll give you some heavy foam. Yeah, that's what he said. Anyway, I just came back from the National Ford meeting and got to hear Bill Ford, Henry's grandson, and Jim Farley, who's the CEO, talk about the future of the company. It was really interesting, and I learned some cool stuff. Read this. Ford builds more vehicles in the USA than any other brand. Huh? I thought it would have been Tesla. Not even close. Keep reading. Ford outsold Toyota in 2022 and is on track to do it again. I didn't know that either. Probably these commercials. Yeah, sure, pal. Ford has successfully partnered with the UAW and hasn't suffered a strike in over 40 years. Ford also has the largest number of assembly workers in the United States. You know, Tom, I've really fallen in love with the product. From the electrics to the super duties, thanks to you, a lot of people have reached out to put Ford on their list. If you want to talk cars in general or Ford specifically, reach out to me at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say we provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt joins us. What are you, in prison? Um, I'm in my closet as usual. Where else would I be? Well, you have your orange jumpsuit on. I thought you were in oh, the jailhouse. this is my cute shirt. It is cute. I love a good, I love a good, like, sleeve. Like, uh, and, like a sleeve that does something, and that one's got a little yeah, flair to like it. Yeah, a little bell sleeve. It's adorable. Yeah, it's cute. Yes. I mean, come on. I spent the whole day inside yesterday because of our hurricane slash earthquake, also known as a hurricane. Hurricane. Oh, that's what they call it, a hurricane. It was a hurricane yesterday. Uh, yeah, it's uh, 
And I just love the fact that you have certain residents out there in your, in your state that think the earthquake was caused by global warming. <laughs> no. no. In fact, no, it had no. nothing to do with the hurricane. No. It would have happened regardless of the tropical storm that came our way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. Now, it's, it's, boy, it's tearing up uh, Palm Springs right now, isn't it? Or it did yesterday, I should say. It did. Lots of flooding. We had lots of flooding in our area. In fact, yesterday I woke up, my Pilates class was not canceled. So I was like, I'm going to go. This will be fine. And within 35 minutes, my teacher started looking out the window going, it's Uh-oh. looking pretty bad out there. <laughs> within 50 minutes, yeah. all the streets were flooded. It was unbelievable. But if you haven't been to LA, we just don't have the infrastructure to handle three to four inches of rain in mm-hmm. one day. It has nowhere to go, and that's why you see a lot of the desert communities just flooding all over the place. Boy, Palm Springs flooded really deep in a lot of places. I did see that. It did. It did. And, you know, I I found it weird because, you know, they were telling us to prepare, which is always a good thing. People are like, I don't have anything. I'm like, how do you not have anything? Because there is going to be an earthquake one day and you will need that flashlight. Yeah. You will need that gallon of water or two. I mean, that's what shocks me. And... Plus, with fires, too, you really have to be prepared. So hopefully everyone has their emergency kit. So what are they doing with all those, all the homeless there? Where are they going? That's a good question. Uh, You know, we are building, they've been building a lot of housing for them. So let's hope that they were able to get some of them into temporary shelters and things like that. Because it was really raining yesterday. It would not have been a pleasant day to spend outside whatsoever. And it wasn't just like a drizzle. It was a significant Mm -hmm. amount of rain. I mean, this is, I've had this argument with many, many people. You should never allow homeless people to live on the streets. It's too dangerous. I'm not, I'm not, hey, it's not good for us and it's not good for them. It should not be allowed because whether it's the, the weather or other human beings with guns or whatever it is, it's not safe out there. They should never allow that again. Yeah, it's not safe for women in particular. Oh, it's God, really yes. not safe. You know, yep. there's a lot of situations that they can find themselves in that are not pleasant whatsoever. And I just think that, you know, obviously we've got, normally we have weather that's really good year round. And that's why a lot of people gravitate yeah, here. However, yeah. it's, it's really inhumane. It really is. It's it, so sad it to is. see. And I don't know why they even ever allowed it in the first place. You cannot do it. I did see, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's, you'd know him. But he was one of these guys, well, you got to allow the homeless to live where they live because they deserve to live in this country as well. And, oh, my God, they got him calling 911 going, we got to do something about the homeless on my block. All of a sudden, they're by his house, so now it's a problem. That's just, NIMBY, not in my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> they're known as NIMBYs. Well, it's just, it's, it's really at the top of the charts right now because everybody who just supported it and yes, we should let them do it. Now that you're in, they're in your neighborhood, you're not so wild about that idea anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I always laughed about the parents from Apple Valley with the coexist bumper sticker oh, yeah, on the yeah, back, but yeah. boy, did they lose their minds when all of a sudden <laughs> there was a kid from the inner city through mm. open enrollment who could get a spot at Apple Valley High School who <laughs> took up the spot for their kid. Oh, now we're not so much all about the coexist, are we? The last time I saw a coexist uh, bumper sticker it was taking up two parking spots <laughs> and i thought it was the funniest thing that. ever i wish i would have taken a photo it was just i wasn't it just was so perfectly defined the situation uh, i'm stealing that by the way that's God, I'm, yes. I'm using that on stage next week that's totally <laughs> you know how i feel i love when you want one of my jokes i that's love great. that but that actually happened it's not a joke that's, that's a not, true story it's a real story it was at the wild oh, it was a wild game last winter at the parking lot like it was it was i should have taken a picture yeah coexist except for parking spots (laughs) except that one thing (laughs) people are such frauds with that stuff it's well again they love to chirp when they can make some money from it and then after that you can forget the rest of it right Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I got to run a couple of things by you, Catherine and I. Uh, we were with the, the grandkids. We took them uh, swimming not not only Saturday but Sunday as well. So they were swimming for almost ten hours this weekend. So last night when they were on the way home, apparently they fell asleep in the car and never woke up until the, they're still not awake. I, well, they probably just woke up now. Almost eight o'clock. Dang! But we uh, That's had a good day. <clears throat> oh God, we had so much fun Saturday and Sunday, just hanging out with the kids and all the rest of it. And that stuff is is magnificent. You, you need to do more of that in your life. 
You know what I mean? With my grandkids, yes. That I won't have. <laughs> well, you're not going to have any grandkids. That's going to be tough. You don't know London's life. I don't have any kids nor grandkids. I just borrow people's kids. It's fun. And then you return them. Because they go back home? That's yeah, really do. nice of you. There's so much fun. I like play with them, sugar them up, wear them out, and send them home. So Catherine, I've, she has never seen this inclination before in all of the decades that I've known that woman. I don't know what the hell changed. But she must have been very tired last night, or two nights ago. So Saturday night, we came home, and she wanted to watch The Pope's Exorcist. Because I am, I am a huge uh, fan uh, of... Uh, uh, the, Russell Crowe? Yeah, well, Russell Crowe, definitely. Mm-hmm. I you think love horror movies. He's mm-hmm. fun. I don't anymore. I used to, but well, I don't they anymore. they don't make a lot of good ones. Well, yeah. that's true. They suck now. He that used to go more. every weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But he, they're not good enough to go anymore. But we want. Have you guys seen the Pope's Exorcist? No, I, but I, I keep seeing the ad for yeah. it. Like I keep seeing yep. it pop up. It's really good. Good. The guy does a hell of a job. There's no question about it. I mean, it's entertaining as well because of all the special effects and all that and stuff that goes on. And you know, lick me. They don't do any of that. Oh, okay. But um, so we watched that, and then I, we get home last night. She goes, um, you know, I, there was something else I wanted to watch, and I said, what's that? Then last night she makes me watch two hours of the life of Father Amor. Uh, um, that's the guy uh, that, that Russell Crowe played in. The real life guy. He died at I think, oh. 91 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's... Uh, how, how was that? Was it like a little mini doc? It was not a mini doc. It was two hours long. Dang. <laughs> With a feature-length documentary, it not was. a docu-series. I'm it, taking it. They actually had live footage of him doing exorcisms. Ooh. Particularly on women, because you guys are evil. I'd just like to point that out. I was trying to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I would say The Pope's Exorcist was... A, it's not a great movie, don't get me wrong. But I would say that Russell Crowe's acting was great. He was amazingly good in he that movie. He has fallen off the radar. He, he has, was yeah. everywhere. And, you know, Oscar winner, he was like the guy in the 90s. And it's like, he is just not... And I don't... It's so weird to me that he's still, like, not in the realm of, like, the... A-listers, you know, whether it's the Marvel, maybe it's because he didn't do a Marvel film. I don't know what it is, but I just feel like he just completely fell off the radar. I talked to him one time briefly on the telephone and he based, and I asked him that very question. And he said, because I won't kiss ass. He won't Mm -hmm. do it. He won't suck up to people. And in Hollywood, if you don't kiss ass and suck up to people, it's going to, they're going to penalize you for that. Well, they do it in in radio. They do it in television. If you don't kiss ass, boy, they, they, you're not their kind of guy at all. And I think he prefers to live outside of Hollywood. That yes, sometimes does, can yeah. hurt your career if you're not in the mix of it all. I mean, you can live in New York maybe, and you can even live in Nashville these days, but I think it's really hard to live out of the country if you're not going to be sort of in the mix of what where they need you to be. Where's he from originally? I believe Australia. I think it is Australia. I think you're right about yeah. that. But that boy can act. I will tell you that. He's a hell of an actor. No, no getting around mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, we watched that last night, and then, uh, then, then, I mean, Saturday night, and then we watched the documentary on the actual priest himself. And the great thing about that was the last half hour of that was a bunch of psychologists, psychiatrists, you know, people, the doctors who specialize on the human brain, yeah. talking about what is this, you know. And there's really no proof it exists, but there's also no proof it doesn't exist. Okay. And that, that's how they left it. So after two nights in a row of this, where does Tom Bernard fall on this belief? Like, do you, are you full on, I believe, exorcisms, or do I believe, what, what are your... What's I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question, because I don't know. I would have to follow their lead and say, I, I, there's no proof to me that there, there are, you know, possessions, but I can't really deny that. I mean... Those people must be really good actors out of nowhere if they're not possessed. Right. This woman. Well, what about, I, I would love to know if it falls along the lines of maybe some mental illness, too. Well, that's, that came up. That absolutely did come up that it's some, that could be a mental illness. Yeah, so I don't know what the hell the deal is. But uh, the, the one thing she never the only thing she left out was what your mother does in hell, like in the movie. Yeah. The Exorcist. She just left that part out, if you know what I'm saying. And no... Sex shaming, if that's what your mother wants to do in hell. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Yeah. 
Who's the comedian that came up with your mother sews socks in hell? Oh, that was the that was the <laughs> the, the, dis, the dyslexicist, the which dyslexic. is your mother cooks socks in hell. <laughs> oh, this one was sews socks in hell, so it might have been used twice. Oh yeah, no, I saw the dyslexic. <laughs> I can't even say it. Dyslexicist, <laughs> where your mother cooks socks in cooks hell. Socks in hell. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> Not quite what she said, yeah. but it's close. <laughs> To this day, that movie, I, I, and again, I had the magnificent experience. The guy to my left, a friend of mine, got up and left. He was so terrified. And the guy to my right, the dog, was laughing so hard the whole damn movie. I mean, two of my friends, very good friends, one is terrified and the other one thinks it's a comedy. I mean, isn't that weird? It's a completely different reaction. <laughs> yes, yeah. it certainly is. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, it's I would uh, even even if you don't care for exorcist movies or scary movies or whatever, just to watch Russell Crowe, he's well worth watching the movie. He just is. He's that good. Was it scary though? Wasn't to me. I, okay. I don't, that did, kind of thing is like. Does Catherine did Catherine think it was scary or did she? Oh yeah, there were scenes that she would not watch. There's yeah. no question about that. Was it suspenseful? Sometimes it's yeah. the suspense that gets me. Yep. Like, yeah, it, those jump cuts or anything. That's. Yeah, me all the time. totally. I did want because it was dark as hell when when it was over. So I walked around the neighborhood just yelling, "Lick me!" All night long. <laughs> yeah, but that's a, just a nightly thing. Yeah, I just, it has nothing to do with the Exorcist. I just do that. <laughs> Your all neighbors are used to it by now. <laughs> They're used to it by now. Gets his heart oh, rate up. We had a guy in the neighborhood when I was a boy. Who would yell that, or he would yell weird things? He would yell really weird things because apparently he might have taken one to the noggin in World War Two. So he was severely mentally ill, and he would holler things like, whoa, I learned things from him that I didn't know existed. That's the one nice thing about, like, the heroin epidemic is people aren't yelling things. At least they'll just, like, melt into their spot. But, yeah, remember, like, man, when meth was so huge, you just see people just doing, I mean, you still to this day see people doing crazy things, but, yeah. It's true. So what else? So, so yeah, Pope's Exorcist. I, I would, I, like I said, not a great movie, but well worth watching because of the acting in it. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody in it's pretty good actually, but Russell Crowe was right at the top. Also watched Beef, the second episode of Beef with Ali Wong. <laughs> I love Beef. Mm-hmm. Are you enjoying it? That's fantastic. Well, first of all, Ali, what's the name of the uh, the? I think it's a Chinese restaurant right there on Twenty Fifth and Nicollet, down by where Creation Audio used to be. I know it's where you're. Eat Street. Yeah, then, it's Eat know. Street. I yeah. can't remember the name, but there's a few of them. I think there's like, isn't there? There's, there's the faux faux restaurant. There's yeah, faux, there's, yeah, yeah, there's faux one down sale there. or something. I can't remember, but yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what the name of the restaurant either. But many, many years ago, I'd say God, probably ten years ago, Ali Wong was in town and she did the morning show, and then she came and did the family podcast, and then the whole family and Ali Wong went to dinner at that restaurant. She might be one of the nicest damn people you'd ever want to meet. What a nice person. I love her stand-up. Oh, she's hilarious. She's a damn good actor, too, yeah. by the way. It's really yeah. good in beef. Very, very she's good She's dating in beef. Bill Hader. She's what? What? He's dating Bill Hader. She That's was? Really like, she is. She currently oh, she is. is. Oh, she I didn't know. She divorced her husband and is dating Bill Hader, and he's become, like, the new Pete Davidson because he dated oh. Rachel Bilson during the pandemic, and then he was dating somebody else, like, right after that. Oh, Anna Kendrick. For like a year, and yeah, because that was like a quiet breakup, the Anna Kendrick one. Um, yeah, that was super under the radar. Rachel Bilson has gone to talk a lot about their relationship on her podcast, like talking about how much she enjoyed sleeping with him. Um, dang a lang, yeah, dang a lang, exactly, a big one. They talk dang about <laughs> they talk about that being the biggest revenge, though, like. Pete Davidson talks about it in his stand-up because they're like, oh, yeah, you know, Ariana Grande is talking about how big your penis is to everybody. Like, that's got to be awesome. And he goes, is it, though, that, like, there's an expectation? And if it's not that, wouldn't that be the best version of revenge is going yeah. around telling everybody somebody has a big penis? And then when they have, like, even just a normal-sized penis, there's disappointment there. <laughs> sure. But of all the people that hear that rumor, maybe 1% of all those people are going to see your penis. So yeah, I would much rather sure. have 99% of the people believe that I am well hung. Yeah. Well, I think it's a little more than 1% for Pete Davidson. <laughs> Pete Davidson's at least at 10% at this point in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, listen to you. 
Oh, now, come on. Look, look Kim Kardashian, uh, yeah. Kate Beckinsale, Listen, uh, Larry David's daughter. He's dating Chase Suey Wonders right now. What do you go to the China Theater or the Chinese Theater? You go to the Hollywood sign and you have sex with Pete Davidson. Those are like the three tourist traps now that you go to in L.A. That's it? Yep. What's bigger, his penis or his mouth? That boy has the biggest mouth. And I'm talking yeah. physical mouth. Yeah, it does. God, man, he's got a huge yapper on him. He does. What's that all about? Yeah, Kristen, what's that all about? Um, I don't know. It's probably why he's a comedian. Is he funny? Because I've never seen him be funny. I either. think he's funny. Is and he? I think, But I think he appeals to women. I don't necessarily Uh-oh. think he appeals to men. And I, honestly, everyone I know who has seen Bupkis is female. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. And I, I swear, they're the ones who are getting him a second season on Peacock. Did you watch Bupkis? I haven't yet, no. Yeah, that is funny, because I watched a couple episodes. Um, I will say this. His stand-up, you can tell, I feel like, the one I saw felt like he doesn't do stand-up a lot. And maybe I'm wrong, but it felt like yeah. very much so like somebody who's an actor trying to pretend to be a stand-up comedian. And I, I could be wrong, but this was this was right after the Ariana Grande one, too, so it felt very like he was just focusing on that the whole time. I, I think also, too, if you watched him during his Saturday Night Live career, he didn't do a lot of the sketch comedy. He was primarily in, you know, the, the news update. section. Yeah, and would just kind of do these little bit of monologues. They were monologues, you know, yeah. and then they were five minutes, and then he was done. So completely different than a stand-up set and certainly not sketch comedy. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I, like I said, I, don't, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in, God, 30 years. I just... Actually, to tell, and I'm very serious, what, what triggered it in the beginning was the Coneheads. I thought that was the most unfunny thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I usually like Dan Aykroyd. I used to like everything he does. But that was just not funny. And then I just kept watching. Go, Why do I watch this? The show's never funny anymore. Yeah. Did you see Jane Curtin? She just did an interview, and obviously one of the original cast members. Mm-hmm. And she said she watched the first five years they had given her, I guess, a DVD collection right, of it a right. few years ago. And she said, it is so painful to watch. She said, we weren't funny at all. Not a lot she of said, a lot weren't. of the comedies dated. But she goes, I, I just cringe when I watch it. Um, I think she sat down with her family one day to watch <laughs> yeah. it. That's why she's not like randomly like, I love watching my comedy. But she said it's pretty awful. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.